But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Like, so let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers the Pod. I'm your host Dean and I'm joined by the other host and my brother Nick. How are you? I'm good. Got a Rams bye week, surprise episode. Cardinals probably going to lose on Thursday night. Feels good. Yeah, is, uh, is that a preview for Nick's picks later on in this episode? No, I actually think they're probably going to win. <laughs> but I hope they lose. Uh, who do they play tonight? The Cardinals? Saints. They play the Saints. And Andy Dalton starting has been 0-11 in his last postseason or his last uh, primetime starts. So, And the Cardinals are due yeah, for a home and- win. Yeah, they're what, 0 and 8 at home or something yeah, like that? Oh, for they're 0 for their last 10, I think, at home. So, yeah, I think they're due. All right, Nick, it's a, it's a bye week episode, Nick. So, we don't have a game to preview. We don't have a recap to cover. What I wanted to do for the first half of this episode is just go through some of the top potential trade targets and players like Cam Akers who could be potentially on the trading block. But, Nick, I wanted to start with a name that I feel like we haven't brought up over the last three or four podcasts, and it seems like he's relevant almost every day, Odell Beckham Jr. Relevant every day, OBJ. That's a great nickname for him. Um, Nick, OBJ. I think we should just talk about the odds because as I'm looking up on all the major sports books, looking to see if I can get any potential insider information on where Odell Beckham Jr. is going – while refreshing Twitter, while searching all over Google, trying to ping people that I know could potentially have an answer. Odell Beckham Jr. is a favorite to re-sign with the Rams. Is that where it's at right now? Minus 200, Odell Beckham Jr. is a favorite to sign with the Rams. It's a reason for Rams fans to be excited. These odds came out yesterday, and I think there's a really, really good chance that, you know, he's potentially coming back. I don't, don't know about you, but I think that there's a chance that Odell Beckham Jr. is back again in a Rams jersey. Well, I got two things to say. I feel like Vegas usually has their thumb pretty close to the pulse on almost everything. I would say except trade spots and like okay. landings of stars. Because I remember oh, no. Tom Brady. This is the Tom Brady of my episode. I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, Tom Brady, I remember he was favorited to go to San Francisco which would have been a nightmare. Um, and then the other was uh, Donovan Mitchell was like a minus 500 favorite to go to the Knicks. So and he's on the Cavs right is, now, Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, he's on the Cavs. Yep. Um, I, I just think it's very juicy on a random Wednesday or Tuesday for uh, like somebody to be like, OBJ, Minnesota? You know what I mean? Like to the point where I'm getting texts where my friends are getting fooled and they're like, dude, OBJ and Justin Jefferson, can you believe it? And I'm like, no, because it's not true. Why would I believe? And 
I, and, but then on the other side of the coin, if you look at this Rams team, it's clear and obvious that he would get catches instantly. He would be an immediate impact. Um, he's coming back to somewhere that, you know, just won him a ring. So there's the, there's the familiar uh, familiarity between him and Stafford. Yep. So it makes the most sense for me. It's and I think for him too. Yeah. I think it's a combination of him trying to figure out, Hey, do I want to go out to a different franchise and try to win a Super Bowl in that regard? Right. Because the bills are right below the Rams in terms of odds. Rams are minus 200 plus 200 to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. And the bills are plus 225. So I think there's some, it's a little too close for comfort to me. But I mean, if, if I were Odell Beckham Jr., and I don't want to offend any Rams fans here, but my thought process would be I could potentially go back, help Von Miller, help Gabe Davis, help Stefan Diggs, help Josh Allen, and the entire Bills' organization win a Super Bowl for the first time. And I think that he has the entire Northeast covered because he has all Giants love from the first six or seven years he played there. He will win, win a Super Bowl in Buffalo, so he'd be unanimously loved all throughout New York, all throughout New Jersey, all throughout the Northeast. And then on the West Coast, he already has a Super Bowl there with the Rams. So there's the Bills at plus 225. The Buccaneers are third, which was my initial fear was he's going to go up and play with Tom Brady at plus 550. The Chargers are plus 550. The Packers are plus 600. The Chiefs are plus 700. And then the Giants are plus 1,200. So... I think those are your core six that you need to be focused on if you're tracking Odell Beckham Jr. Rams, Bills, Bucks, Chargers, Packers, Chiefs. Those, I think, are going to be the six that he has the most potential to go to, not because they're just the greatest odds, but if you look at these teams, they're all teams that need to win a Super Bowl this year or next year with Brady and Rodgers. It's the first time, I think, since 2012 that Brady and Rodgers are both 500 at the exact same time, so it's been 10 years since that has happened. But then the team like the Chargers, he gets to go play at SoFi again. Like he's got Justin Herbert. Kansas City gets to play with Patrick Mahomes. So there's, a, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Odell. But odds on favorite to return to the Los Angeles Rams, Nick, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it feels good. You know, it feels good with the ring in the hand. Just to go down the list of those teams, the Packers should be throwing everything to get him. Mm -hmm. He would be a clear number one. I don't understand. I mean, they made him an offer last year that was like that lowballed the hell out of him, which is why he came to LA. Yep. And it, you know, no offense to Matthew Stafford, but if I'm a wide receiver, I want Aaron Rodgers throwing me the the, uh, the football. So it that is a perfect pairing. But then it's also Wisconsin yep. versus Sunny LA. But now that you did Sunny LA, it makes sense for me why you want to go there. And then Chargers more tantalizing before the season started. I think. agreed. Totally because, agreed. Because they do not look like the team that everybody was hyping them up to be just because Staley's making some interesting choices on the offensive side of the ball. Herbert kind of looks a little damaged. Like he's like almost like playing through an injury. Yeah. I uh, think that that which, ribs injury that doesn't recover overnight. Like it takes no. three or four weeks to get back to yeah. speed. So it's still like with everything that happened last year outside of the Packers, I think it, the Rams are a clear and obvious decision for him. And I would hope that that's what he goes with. I, my gut tells me the Buffalo bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, I usually try to tr trust my gut in these scenarios. I, I feel like as good of a situation as it would be for him to come back to the Los Angeles Rams, you'd have to sell him on a two year plan 
right? Here's the hypothetical Odell. We don't win the Super Bowl this year, but then next year we come back with ammunition. We come back with X amount of cap space. We come back with X amount of players. You think that's the vibe? Then. I, that's I don't know if like how, in the building you think that's what they feel like this year. They, they had to get creative with how they initially sold in the plan to him last year, right? Because I think last year was such a different situation because his dad is the one that's pushing for the trade. They're sending film of Baker Mayfield to other teams, and there was a push from both parties, the the Browns and Odell's party, to be able to push him out of, out of town, out of Cleveland. And you had to kind of sell him on the fact that, hey, we're going to bring you in for a single year. It's going to be a rental, and then we'll figure things out next year. While this situation is so much different, he's coming off of one of his greatest seasons, uh, a deep postseason run where he played in the Super Bowl, could have potentially been the Super Bowl MVP. And now the stakes are a little bit higher. I would just, it would be really unsettling for me if I saw Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. win a Super Bowl together again. Right, because then I feel like the whole media is going to kind of spitball this story of, well, they just copied the Rams' blueprint. It it takes away from the specialness that the Rams were able to create over the last couple of years, and to finally bridge that gap and then get over the hump. I just don't want to see that happen two years in a row. I feel like that'll just be deeply upsetting for Rams fans because I feel like if he goes there, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it feels like as a Bills fan. I don't even think they really want him. I think they are very comfortable with the pieces that they have. They don't want to copy the, like, you know, LA stars come here mentality. Cause I know a lot of people were kind of like, you know, looking down on the Rams. It's like the bills want it in the hardest way. It's like, we did it on our own terms. We're Buffalo. People had to come through us. They had to get go all the way to Buffalo, New York, we lost four. Now, you know, here we are uh, in a Super Bowl again. We have the best team. We beat the Chiefs. Like, they want the hardest road. And I think OBJ kind of clashes with that. And I don't think there's as much interest from the Buffalo front office outside of Von Miller, who's kind of like independently being like, hey, you know, yeah, it's party come, come have some tequila. Put on a cowboy hat and come live in cold Baltimore or a cold uh, New York. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's, it's really interesting. I, I don't, I feel like the front office is going to make the push because if I were in that front office, I'd be like, listen, we need one. We need one Super Bowl. We need to do it this year. This is our window. I would hundred percent go all in on Odell. And that's where I think that's what they did with Von Miller. And that's where I think the offer is just going to be a little bit better. The odds are a little bit too close to me, but I think that there's, a reason that you could rest your head on the pillow tonight and say to yourself, there is a good chance that Odell, Be- Odell Beckham Jr. comes back to the Rams. How about we uh, we, we move on to Cam Akers? Uh, this is the one that just makes me upset, honestly. All right, well, I'm going back to odds here. I'm going to try not to make you too, too upset. Um, too, too. But, well. you know, he's staying put. Two snaps, one for each two. Um, the, the Broncos are the odds-on favorite to trade for Cam Akers. The Broncos are plus 220. They seem like the most obvious candidate. Um, I mean, Javante Williams goes down. Melvin Gordon seems like he's just staring at Russell Wilson blindly every time he, make, time he makes a mistake. He wants out. He's not getting enough carries. So like you talked about, Nick, I think you brought up, uh, was it the last podcast or the podcast before, where he said, let's go Foles for Bradford. You know, let's go straight up quarterback for quarterback, running back for running back, and and try to bring in Melvin Gordon. He's 29 years old. 
I mean, they both get a fresh start in that scenario. He would essentially be a one-year rental, and he would play the role of Sony Michelle that he played last year. Gives takes a little pressure off of Daryl Henderson. You don't have to see Ronnie Rivers out there. So that, to me, I feel like is a very likely scenario. And then there's obviously a couple of other players throughout the league that we talked about last week. I'm a big fan of Antonio Gibson. I think there was another player, Nick, that you had mentioned that you also liked. Um I'm okay with them moving on from him. I think it's time. I think it's just a matter of days or hours that Cam Akers has moved to the Broncos or to a different team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some would say, not me, but some would say, you go from one fumbling problem running back to another fumbling problem running back. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think either team really feels like they're coming up on the up with that trade. If I'm Denver, I'm thinking, well, this guy's young. You know, we can, he has a Super Bowl under his belt. Like we can plug him away, you know, in our system and they have a way better offensive line. So they can mm-hmm. kind of be like, well, there's a lot that, you know, the, like the, the ceiling of cam is high, but then us getting Melvin Gordon, it just feels like another running back to just plug away into the system. And you know what? It also seems to me like that could be a running back that gets cut at the end of this year. Right, mm-hmm. has not resigned to another contract, and he's just kind of sitting out there looking for an opportunity. And that's when you can bring him in for low budget. That's exactly what it what it feels like. But yeah, that also feels like you talking about OBJ earlier. That like the Rams are kind of already writing this year off. Like we can't win the Super Bowl, which I don't think is 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 how they should feel. Honestly, I just think they they have to get healthy and then get hot at the right time. Just with this NFC East having the easiest schedules ever. It's going to be, you're going to have to either win the division or be pretty damn close to get into the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um, them and the 49ers right now have the exact same odds to win the Super Bowl. I think they're both seventh and eighth at plus 2,500. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I, yeah. I, I think both teams, I think right now, if you were to ask me who is a better shot of winning the Super Bowl, Niners or um, Rams, I would probably say 49ers. But yeah, I would probably too. Yeah. Just because they're, of the way they are up front and it seems like they have never never ending depth on the defense line and offense line it's ridiculous there's no drop off when players get hurt no their defensive backs are banged up i think they're the most injured team in the league which would be the only they also get their running back one back in like two weeks yep. when, when when we face them i believe of course yeah. um the bills are the second favorite to trade for cam Akers. something to keep in mind the bills are plus 350 um they've also been trying to I guess there's reports out there where they've been trying to acquire Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is another guy could be as good as gone in terms of uh, going to San Francisco and living his life out there. Scary situation. But I mean, if, if you're going between acres and Christian McCaffrey, I, I think I would side with McCaffrey if I were the bills. And then yeah, the McCaffrey kind of like just scares me a little bit because of the history of his injuring history. And I, I, I read an article today that said, the two destinations that are closest to getting a deal done are LA and San Fran. Yep. So I, if, if I'm San Fran, I'm thinking, look, I'm going to throw more than LA possibly can. Cause I'm not losing out on another Stafford situation. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's exactly the way that they should think. Right. Cause now that that story is kind of like rearing its ugly head, it feels like it's a situation that the 49ers clearly missed out on. Stafford came out on Jalen Ramsey's podcast and he was like, I thought I was going to the Bay. The last yeah. team I thought I was going to was the Los Angeles Rams, which is like, how the hell does that happen? I know it, it's, it happens in a hot tub, I guess. 
Yeah, it happens in a hot tub. Wait, I think I have a picture for that. Uh, not necessarily a hot tub picture, but... Crazy McVeigh pick, yeah. And I, there's I, Nevin Cabo, the selfie. You know, I still have it in the back, the back pocket. Um, where's Christian McCaffrey? Let me go back to this real quick. The Christian McCaffrey odds. The Buffalo Bills right now are the odds on favor. Right now, the Panthers are the favor to retain him at plus 250, plus 300. The top teams to, to, to add... Christian McCaffrey. It goes I think Buffalo, he stays. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think he may too. Buffalo Bills plus 450. Miami Dolphins plus 500. Los Angeles Rams plus 600. San Francisco 49ers plus 900. And then the Broncos are plus 1,000 and so are the Chargers. Hmm. So Broncos make sense, actually. I think so. Broncos makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, I don't know if I would want to go from one franchise that seems in disarray to the next. I don't think that I don't think the Broncos are in disarray. I think they have one of the best defenses you can ever see. I think Russ is just kind of. I think he needs a new system, mm-hmm. and I think Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett is just not the guy. Okay, the next guy that I wanted to talk about was Brian Burns. Brian Burns has been hot commodity. I don't know what the Rams are going to be able to offer in terms of draft compensation if they're going to try to make a move to get him. I actually think he's the one guy that does legitimately stay in place. I think it's going to be too much to potentially offer him. You can't offer multiple firsts. You can't offer, I don't know, maybe a second round pick for next year if if you have to. He's one guy that like I feel like if Robert Quinn shakes loose, if Bradley Chubb shakes loose from the Broncos, maybe you could do something creative where you bring in Cam Akers and then you also are getting rid of Bradley Chubb. You're getting rid of Melvin Gordon. Maybe you go Cam Akers and a second round pick and a third round pick for Bradley Chubb and Melvin Gordon, you know, because it's it's going to potentially clear cap from the Broncos. Plus, you're offering legitimate compensation and you're getting rid of Cam Akers at the same time. You're killing two birds with one stone. It's a direct replacement. And you're also bringing in pass rush help from the same team. But I guess the question is, do the Denver Broncos want to cut ties with Bradley Chubb and Melvin Gordon at the same time? Their franchise is just in such a unique situation where I feel like anything could happen. What is this Ram he's posting on Instagram? That's the other thing. It's like that you don't do that. You you do not do that if there haven't been talks. And this feels like actually something that like this feels like a Rams move. You know, it's like. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he's there, and OBJ's there, yeah, but we feel like this person, who who's probably at a very low, like low value right now, is the best buy, and that's I think somebody who they make a play for immediately. Um, and then it's like low his value actually is. I feel like it's pretty, it's decently high just considering how good of a player he is. I know, but it's the Panthers, you know. Yeah, and it's a fire sale, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to keep it in house, even if it is. It also just feels like we like we have less to give than anybody else because we don't have the picks. Like for a fire sale, you're gonna want picks, so then you can rebuild the team. Yeah, I'm afraid that they're not in a situation where they could bid, they could outbid somebody, right? I feel like they can, you know, there's a team that can come in and has more to offer. There's more draft compensation to offer. There's more players to offer. That's kind of there's more cap to give them. You know, that's Hypothetically, let's just do something right here. I want to hear how you feel about this. Sure. CMC, Brian Burns, 
for Cam Akers and 2026 pick, 2027 pick? You Two first-round picks? I don't know. I, I mean, oh, geez. I mean, why not? Yeah. If you're the Rams and they're, you know, they're known to get rid of first-round picks, they haven't made a first-round pick in such a long period of time, if you feel like you can keep the window open for three or four more years and bringing in these two players. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers accept that, but no, probably not. Probably not. But this is all I mean, you, you you'd know. also have to take, you'd also have to take into consideration where those first round picks would be. Right. Because if the Rams are a really good team, they're trading away first round picks. They're going to be low towards the bottom of that first round anyway, versus like if they were a bad team and they were trading top picks, you know, different situation. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't wouldn't be against it. Would definitely consider it as a Rams fan, considering first round picks have absolutely no value for this team. Yeah, it's just, it's just. A, I mean, that would just be an, an epitome of what the Rams are because it's nothing to do with the glaring problem, which is the offensive line and just getting two more stars. Well, that's the other thing. That's why I would be more comfortable with something like a Robert Quinn or Bradley Chubb. You know, somewhere where you could exchange one player and one draft pick. Or you could just trade for Robert Quinn. You know, I don't. You could trade a six-round pick or a fifth-round pick potentially for Robert Quinn if the Bears are trying to offload the contract. So that's where I feel like there's more potential in those two pass rushers. And then the other guy that I wanted to talk about today was Todd Gurley, because mm. Todd Gurley was on with Andrew Siciliano for a couple of minutes today. He went on a tweeting spree late last night where he was just like saying thank you to all of his favorite running backs throughout his entire lifetime. Talked about how he was a big-time Ravens fan and then also you know, subtly dropped in the fact that he's no longer going to be playing football. So he did get some, some time on NFL Network I thought was really interesting. But for anybody who was interested in Todd Gurley potentially making a comeback or living in the glory days of what he had to offer, you know, you can still live there. You can still look up the YouTube highlights. But everything that I heard today – Everything that you read, I think, can pretty much confirms the fact that he's no longer going to be playing football. So not really breaking news or anything like that, but just a guy that obviously there's running back trade talks, and it reminds me of the Cam Akers situation. The Rams, I don't even think we're able to find a trade partner when they ended up cutting Todd Gurley. They actually did it while we were live on a podcast with Dad, and I remember yeah. just sharing the news with you guys, and we were like, oh, God, that hurts. I don't want it to happen. But like you said in the last podcast, Nick, Sean McVay has a really good idea of when running backs are starting to decline. So if that's how he feels, we're going to see it in Cam Akers if he goes to Denver, if he goes to a different team and he starts to decline. So just kind of reminded me of the same situation as we're trying to offload Cam Akers. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I was with a friend a couple weeks ago and she was just, you know, just like a friend who doesn't really pay too much attention to football. And she was just like randomly was like, Todd Gurley's not still in the Rams, is he? And I was like, no, he's been gone for a while. She was like, wow, made a real impact on me um, with those Goff and Gurley commercials. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, they're so cute together. And I was like, okay, interesting that that was what you remember. But yeah, I mean, they were, they, they really were though. Cause Goff was like the all American quarterback and Todd Gurley has like this kind of like Allen Iverson mindset mentality where he's like, I don't need any practice. I don't need this. I don't, I'm just, I'm Todd Gurley and that's what I am. And you know, that's probably not the kind of personality that gets along with Sean McVay whatsoever. Um, yeah. But he, 
he lives out that personality and he seems like he's a very happy guy. So, I mean, I'm always rooting for him for whatever he does in his career. If it's esports, if it's, you know, he comes back and coaches for Georgia or if he just wants to stay on the sidelines of the Rams or the or Georgia game or if he's going to be retired as a Ram, you know, all things that I'll continue to root for with him. So I felt like we owed him due diligence to bring it up. Um, and then last thing, Ty Naseki, the left tackle that they brought in, Nick. He is not a Muppet of a man. He's a mountain of a man. He's a six foot eight left tackle, played for the St. Louis Rams back in 2012. I think he's like 36, he was, right? Yeah, he's older. He's older. I think he was waived because Joe was it Joe Barksdale was supposed to come in. Joe Barksdale came in. He took up the roster spot. They waived him. He played on so many different teams. It's it's almost amazing, right? If you go back and just look at his Wikipedia, he played for the Philadelphia Soul who I believe they won an arena football championship with Ron Jaworski as the owner back in 2011. Then he played for the Colts. Then he played for the St. Louis Rams for a year. Then he played for the Montreal Aleuts. Then he played for the Redskins. Then the Los Angeles Kiss, which I believe was a Canadian football team. And then he came back to the Redskins. Then he played for the Bills, signed a two-year deal with the Bills. Then the Cowboys signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys. Then back to the Colts. And now he's back to the Rams on the Rams' practice squad. He's had some Twitter controversies, off-the-field controversies. It's been kind of a, a strange situation, but he has put some really good stuff on tape, and I think that that Alaric Jackson situation happens. Like if, if he's the left tackle and something happens to Alaric, they don't have any left tackle depth, so they needed Ty Niseki to come in and potentially be that, that filling void. And then also, too, you could potentially move Alaric back to right guard. You could have um, Niseki at left tackle, and you could have Bobby Edwards at left guard, or you could go vice versa and switch the two up. So you have opportunity now. I think the point is, is that you needed a veteran tackle because they've had absolutely no tackle depth. But if you look up pictures of this guy, you look up film of this guy, he's a big, strong player. He's an older veteran that if he makes a slight adjustment in his career and just buys into the Rams' system, it's going to be a good move by them. So keep your eye I, on Yeah, him. I mean, I was a fan uh, didn't really remember him as a St. Louis Ram, but you know, that that's on me. Sure. Uh, I just saw a lot of commotion that was just, man, this is what the Rams need. Like a 36 year old guy on the line. And I was like, Whitworth was just our best offensive lineman last year at like 45, like 40. ages. Tom Brady said he's not looking to retire anytime soon. Nope. Unfortunately. So age is just a number. So I'm excited for it. I'm happy to get some just pieces that could inspire a run game. Yep. I still think there may be one piece, two pieces away from really kind of turning on the jets. Could be a potential depth offensive lineman play at some point, but I think that they are, you know, one more move. You got Van Jefferson coming back. You're getting rid of Cam Akers. You could be bringing in Melvin Gordon or another running back. You could be potentially bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., I think there, there's a lot of camaraderie around the t this team, and this is when they strike. Like if they're going to go one of two ways, they're going to be dead silent, and we're going to have to pay for all the mistakes that we had made in the past with the salary cap and over-investing and trading away draft picks, or they continue the party, continue the fun, and it's you know a, still a great time to be a Rams fan. So that's why I'm wearing the jacket today. I love the jacket. I love the Super Bowl jacket. I'm upset that I never got one. I'll get one. <laughs> I feel like a superhero. Maybe one day. I don't feel like a superhero. All right. Well, th that's fine. Do our uh, 
you want to talk about the uh, the liquid death real fast? Yeah, you go for it. Oh, I was going to let you do it because I was about to talk a bunch for next picks. Oh, okay, I'll do it real quick. Uh, where is it? Uh, there it is. Do you want me to do it? I got it right here. I got it. I got it. Liquid death. There is a new water brand out there. And you may have heard of it. You may have not. It looks like a tall boy, but it's actually a mountain spring water. Yes, you heard correctly. It is mountain spring water that we're talking about. It's available in still sparkling and three flavors. It's liquid death. There's something about drinking water out of a can. To me, it's insanely refreshing. I'll have it on the golf course. I'll have it while I'm doing a podcast, while I'm watching football, whatever it may be. You could fool your mom, your grandmom, your sister, your girlfriend. They're going to think you're drinking a beer, but you're really just staying hydrated and doing good things for your body in drinking a liquid death. Go get your liquid death at a local Whole Foods, Ralph's, Albertsons, Vons, or 7-Eleven, or find liquid death at the retailer nearest you with a store locator tool, www.liquiddeath.com slash LAFB. There it is on your screen. Make sure to go there, buy yourself some water. Your whole family will be happy. Your wife will be happier that you're hydrating and not just drinking diet soda all day, which is not what I do, um, but I know others do. So make sure you're drinking your water or propels my other choice. That's all I got for our sponsor, Nick. Um, I think I'm ready for Nick's picks. I think I'm ready too. Should we get into it? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome one and welcome all to Nick's Wonderful Picks. I'm your host, Nick. Last week, we encouraged you to go small. A good thing we did because we went two and three. Not that bad if you actually listened and did go small. You know, after two good weeks, sometimes the best play is to not play at all. However, if you listened to Dean and actually took his lock, you would have gotten Ben Skoranek to score a touchdown, which hit. And Dean, that one must have felt good. I'm assuming you placed that bet in real life at plus 500 odds? I did. You did? I sure did. That's yep. beautiful. It was a small $10 bet. What did that pay out? 50 bucks? Yeah. Something like that. It was nice. You know, a nice little win. I love Dean's that. Lock, you can only throw a couple dollars on Dean's lock. You yeah. Know, because it's not so much of a lock. I mean, but Ben Skoranek, anytime touchdown score was, it, it was due. And that I was mean, the team was, it was due. He was due. Totally yeah. agree. Totally yeah. agree. All right. Well, uh, Nick's picks theme was so good last week. We, we were able to hire back all the staff that we had to previously fire. So good for us. Uh, the producers did say, though, they said, Nick, if this week's theme isn't good, you're out. I'm out of the job. So hopefully I'm able to continue working. Dean, please play the theme. This one has a little delay. Give me some picks, Nicky, please. I need some good <laughs> picks or I'll run out of steam. Somebody said they could be bad. They could be the worst damn picks you've ever seen. I can't promise these will make you rich. <laughs> one by one, just watch these picks will hit. A Nick's picks. Nick and Dean do a podcast. <laughs> the ending was perfect. Now, I felt like that was one that I was most connected with it felt like community to me listening to that mm. song oh it's huh. beautiful no i it's i think i feel like it flowed the best i like i was bobbing my head it was for real bobs by the way yeah i mean what it's an actual it? theme song you know it's not just a clip of royals by uh lord what is the end of that how does the end of the community song go i'll just fade away 
Yeah. And that's like, I'm settled in to watch a good show where I could either laugh my ass off or close my eyes, fall asleep and be happy. Yeah. Good that's show. Reminded me of well done. All right, let's do some All right. picks. I'm ready. Well, a lot of fanfare just to get to some actual gambling. And we're starting with the Detroit Lions, of course. Lions at Dallas. Fresh off a bye, Lions go into Dallas in essentially a must-win situation. Uh, the way this season is playing out, it's just so sad for these Lions. Hard knocks had us all believing they're going to be a scrappy good team. And while that's kind of true, their defense won't allow them to win any of these games despite putting up 30-plus points. On the plus side, if you have any offensive players from the Lions on your fantasy team, even the likes of uh, Josh Reynolds, you're, you're going to put up a lot of points. And yet they come out and they lose every game. It's just sad. That being said, I think they're in a good spot here. Dallas is getting back Dak, which you would think would be a benefit, but he played so poorly week one, I'm not sure it really is. They're going to come out and they're going to ask Dak to do what Cooper Rush did, which isn't very much, ease him back into a comfortable offense so they can put up points while his while the defense does the job. However, I think the Lions actually have enough offensive power against this uh, Dallas D. If they want to try to compete this year and make it in the playoffs, you have to get to two and four. And you have the Cowboys, then the Dolphins, then the Packers, and then the Bears. That's a brutal stretch. So you need to come to Dallas and mark your territory. I think in that locker room, they believe they're better than their schedule uh, or than their record, and I believe that too. And it all starts with a money line Lions play. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm taking Lions plus seven. Just thank me when inevitably the Cowboys drill a 57-yard field goal to win the game because you just know it'll be close. 24-27, Lions come up just short, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But the over 49 hits, which is another play of mine. This, to me, is the game where Dan Campbell has to coach for the rest of his career. If he wants to be the coach of the Detroit Lions moving forward, he's going to have to win this game. I agree. I don't think it's a dumb move, even if you were to place money line on the Lions, just to, I mean, you get the odds, you get the bigger payout. I'm not against that whatsoever, but if the Lions do lose, I feel like the best possible thing for their franchise that could happen is Deuce Staley taking over as head coach. Because Deuce Staley has been ready to be a head coach for the last three years, and he went to Detroit knowing that they would eventually be in this situation. So if they do lose, could be a great situation for the Lions. If they do win... It's because they're playing for Dan Campbell and he's coaching for his life. So it could go either way. I agree with you. I think they're going to cover. Yeah. And then we got Texans at Vegas. Here's another one in four team, except this one I actually think has a legit path to bounce back and make it to the playoffs. There's so much talent here, and I swear to God, we're going to find out years from now that Hunter Renfro is throwing these games. Uh, First, the two fumbles in overtime, then the tripping Devontae Adams. I mean, come on, man. Regardless, any way you slice it, I really like Vegas here. Only has to cover minus seven at home against the Texans team who just got their first win. They're already overperforming with a win. Uh, I think this is kind of the game where the Raiders never let their foot off the gas. It's a demonstration game to the show. The rest of the league, the Raiders are a legit threat, and they deserve a spot in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I know the Jets have three more wins than them, but you can't tell me the Jets are a better team. 31-17. Raider Nation. Hmm. Okay. I'm in on that. You like that too? Yeah. I think the only thing that I've ever hated 
more than the Hunter Renfro Cooper Cup comparisons are Raiders fans and the Raiders holistically. Mm. Um, but in this situation, you think they're going to get a win over the Jets? No, the Texans. Oh, the Texans, right. Okay. I just compared yeah. them to the Jets because the okay. Jets have a good record. Well, I, I would agree. I don't think the yeah. Texans are anything special. If it were the Jets, I think I'd like the Jets to cover. Okay. Jets have a weird – Jets have like 90% of public money right now. Speaking of public money, New York Giants at Jacksonville. New York, you're 5-1. and one. Last time you were this good, you made it to the playoffs. Three come from behind wins in the fourth quarter. Who is this team? New York and Minnesota have been my favorite teams to bet on this year. Uh, the love just keeps coming from both, so uh, gratis to both of those teams. But let's just be upfront and tell the listeners that the public is – 80% of the public is on Giants plus three. Just remember that. It'll come up later. But five and one Giants against a two and four Jags team. How are the Giants plus money? I don't understand. I mean, sure, the Jags are a good defense at stopping the run, and the game is in Florida, but both teams are essentially already overperforming. The difference is the Giants are actually finishing these close games. Jags should probably be five and one, too. They blew a game to Washington to start the year. And then last week, they couldn't get home to Matt Ryan once and let him throw a game-winning touchdown after they being also, up. They, they also blew that Eagles game that I was at there winning 14 nothing. Yeah. Like, they kind of just feel like a choke artist. Uh, earlier, just speaking of the public money, earlier this year, it was Cardinals-Panthers at Carolina, and 90% of the money was on Cardinals. What happened? Cardinals won. They won. And I, a lot of people didn't want to place that bet because they felt like it was too easy. People think the public never never wins. I swear. We're not scared of the public's picks on Nick's picks. I'm taking Giants' money line, get the victory over Jacksonville, and improve to 6-1. 19-21 G-men with another late touchdown to seal the victory. I'm so happy for Brian Dable and the Giants. I really am. I, I'm con- going to continue to root for them. Uh, I mean, it was yeah, – I mean, Why not? I mean, it was Joe Judge and Pat Shermer and Steve Spagnola before him. Like they are, they're a good story. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I think so I agree too. with your pick. Totally agree with your pick. Yeah. So we got Lions plus seven at Dallas. Lions Cowboys over forty nine. Vegas minus seven against the Texans. Giants money line, and then the easiest quick pick of my life is Chiefs over San Fran plus two and a half for San Fran. What are they smoking? I like alternate line Chiefs minus five and a half, but. Mm-hmm. Let's just do Chiefs minus two and a half. Field goal wins it. Less sweat. You know, call the day. Even though it's in, it, I guess because it's in San Fran, that's why they're giving them this edge. But they're still hurt, and they just lost to Arizona. I mean, it would be a horrible place to see them after they just lost two in a row. But what are you going to do? Take. I, we, we like to watch them lose. How about those Chiefs? Did you ever see yeah. the Andy Reid thing that he does at the end when they win yeah. games? Yeah. Big fan of, uh, of, of Big Red. Um, I had something else I was going to say about the Chiefs and the Niners. Um, oh, the Niners. This whole week, Nick, has just been like them living in the past on John Harbaugh and the 2012 team that went to the Super Bowl that lost to Joe Flacco. I'm seeing all these posts, all oh, the Harbaugh era, Navarro Bowman, and all these, uh, it's the Vernon Davis and all these like old players, Colin Kaepernick, all these old players. Like, I wanted to comment on every single post and say, you guys didn't win. Mm. You didn't win. Yeah. You didn't you didn't do it. 
but I, oh. I didn't, I didn't, it's not, maybe that's not cool of me to even bring this up on the pod, but I'm, uh, I'm going all Chiefs. I'm all on, on your bet there. Yeah. So uh, those are Nick's picks. Do with them what you will. I actually really like this week. So I would recommend just, you know, going out and having fun, placing some bets. Make sure you place bets. Make sure that you follow Nick's picks and make sure that you... Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening to us on a bye week. Yes. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Like, subscribe, comment. We need you. If you like the video, then like it and subscribe and be a part of the rambling with us. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Horns up. Enjoy the bye. Go Rams. Enjoy the bye. Peace.